lost? I didn't even get to see it, but I heard the U.S. lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How can how can the U.S., the greatest country on earth, lose? I mean, soccer is not our forte, but we still lost. Uh, it's football. Mm, <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Football. Because we're in America. Mm. As Americans call it soccer. Anyway, how are you guys doing today? This is another episode of Religion and Relationships. I am with two new guests. Uh, Miguel will not be able to make it with us uh, here tonight, but I have these two guests, and they're going to introduce themselves, starting with number one. Hi, everyone. My name is Maya. And my name is Layman Emery. All right, that's number two. And uh, these these uh, two specific individuals have um, been on my brosis. So since I'm at Moody here, we have the privilege of being on a brosis. Um, Layman is a first year. He's a freshman. He just got came here um, this past year, just past semester. Um, Maya has been with us for a while, but she is going to be leaving us soon. So sad. So sad. But um, we, we have something to talk about today. We got a few topics on, on our hands, and we might have to break up this episode depending upon how it goes. Um, but hopefully this will be a blessing to you guys, you listeners. And again, this is a conversation. So if you feel, feel the need to um, join in on it or put in your two cents, um, please feel free to email us, religion.relationships at gmail.com. Um, we also have an Instagram also the same thing, religion.relationship at uh, Instagram, whatever, you can add us. But um, yeah, kind of not, not going to lie, it feels like a little bit of a void to have uh, Miguel missing, MIA, my, my, my buddy old pal. <laughs> um, in the news today, not much going on. I mean, we're still praying for Ukraine. Um, I know the, the news is not covering that much nowadays, but... Um, there's a lot going on just in the world period, so um, we wanna we wanna just make sure we're we're in constant prayer for those around us, um, those that that are coming alongside of us, in, just in the faith of of um, Christianity, um, and so we're we're praying for the persecuted Christians, we're praying for people in the mission field at all times, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, layman has has brought these topics to hand. Uh, so he's gonna go ahead and introduce the first one. Uh, go ahead, man. Um, so first topic is how Christianity ha- Christianity has been abused in the past and in the present. Now, that is a very big point of concern for a lot of people. Actually, that's a big point of concern. Uh for a person that we were able to speak to, um, had the privilege of speaking to and ministering to. Uh, last night, up until 5 a.m., we were speaking about um, just the abuse of Christianity and several other topics. But um, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts concerning that? Well, um, I mean, from for my from my um, experience, um, I used I saw it a lot. You know, people use God as a way to, you know, demand women to do things, you know, that they really didn't have to do, you know. And I saw that in church, not just, you know, in people's homes or outside. of. I saw it in church as well. Um, And I just used to be so confused because the pastor that I had, you know, didn't do it. And I would used to, like, ask him, like, why? Is that happening? You know, why are people and not even just making women do things that they don't have to do, but just trying to use God as a way to say, like, oh, I can do this because I say so, you know, and it what I was told was that um, especially like men, they will always do what they would. They will always try to do whatever they can in order to get more power. Mm -hmm. You know, they're power hungry and they're not focused on 
uh, ministering to the people of God, you know, they're not worried about, they're not worried about that. They're worried about, oh, I want to get as much followers as I can and, you know, have as much as control as possible, you know, and it's sad, you know, especially for a pastor to uh, be the head of the church, you know, and to think like that, that's very dangerous, you know, and that can lead um, a lot of people astray. And so I think that's also like what we're talking about, you know, about the certain pastors that we named and about how they um, just exploit. <laughs> yeah. They exploit their basically. congregation. Excellent. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it's very, it's very sad. But Yeah. And um, I mean, I that obviously when when leadership is not what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, what we see is that people get. Uh, what we call in the in the industry <laughs> church hurt yeah. they get hurt by the church mm-hmm. and they get disenfranchised by the church that they don't they don't they're almost um they take that blame and that sin that was committed and they heap it upon the lord and and this was part of the conversation we were talking about last night um these com- these important people shepherds like pastors are our shepherds and and their leaders that we look to for guidance from the Lord or word from the Lord which is a which is no small feat that's no small task this is a this is something that is monumentous i mean prophets were held in very high regard talking to kings they could just walk into a, a, a castle <laughs> yeah. and talk to a king and be yeah. like hey this is what the word of the Lord you know yeah. um and that's 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 what these pastors are doing and what they do is they take that and they abuse it mm-hmm. they exploit mm-hmm. um they see they see an opportunity to gain money gain um some sort of wealth or or gain um women stature you know um and it ends up people becoming hurt by the church mm-hmm. and then walking away from the lord entirely because they see the 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 church as an inst- as the institution of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and then if they're like, okay, if these people are going to do this, then this is not a God I want to follow. You have anything to say about that, Maya? I think something that keeps coming into my mind is like uh, I've been very blessed this semester to be part of um, a class um, called Biblical Justice or something with Dr. Hendrickson. Um, and we've been reading a lot of books, especially on church hurt. And um, currently one of the books that he recommended is The Scarlet Letter, which is really Ooh, weird yeah. um, for it. And um, just seeing all of that hurt, but she doesn't tell who the father of her daughter is. of, And it's the pastor. And, um, and she chooses not to, but um, if you continue reading, you'll you'll find out that he gets hung for his crime, um, and that's like a really good example of like like church hurt in the sense because he is the pastor of a congregation, and um, you know supposed to be leading um, faithfully um, with the word of the Lord and lets her go through all of this hurt, but she still chooses to love, but. It's a whole different situation. There's so much more that goes behind all of this. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's an it's interesting to see how a lot of the times it's played out. We even get to see a lot of church hurt in in the Bible. Um, I think Paul talks about it a lot. Where be careful who you're listening to. Um, there's a lot of fake like um, preachers, um, uh, false um, prophets um, preaching. You know, and so yeah, I think. So let me ask you guys, what what do you guys, um, what is your experience with church hurt? Have you guys been hurt by the church? Mm. <laughs> this seems like there's <laughs> some thinking going on. <laughs> they don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell my testimony. Mm. Um, I came from a a church back in Miami, um, um, Baptist. You know wealthy preacher i mean i remember he came up in this nice rolls royce yeah like 
everybody pu- pulling up in 2001 uh, Hondas, <laughs> you know, uh, Traverses or whatever. He's pulling up in a Rolls Royce, you know, like really, really nice suits. And he will come up on the stage and he will be preaching. And uh, one one particular time um, he told, he basically said, like, this is an adult service today. So all the students have to go. So we went to the student, um, the children's church across uh, the across the way. And I'll never forget the, the amount of pain that uh, as a young kid, I was probably like four or five. Well, I was about to say five o'clock. That's not what it is. <laughs> four or five years old. Um, and these kids were buck wild. I mean, people twerking in the corner, you know, uh, kids keep making out and doing like everybody's doing something different. And, and there was like this small group way in the front by the stage by like, I'm what I'm assuming was the pastor. Um, and they were, it looked like he was teaching or something, trying to do something. But it just wasn't working out. Me and my brother were standing by the door, like we were ready to, we were ready to go. Um, but I remember, like, the reason why that hurt so much, and it, it really was a, a memory that, um, I, every time I think about a children's church, I think, I think about that, and how much damage that took from me, that I took from that, because of just how irresponsible the the con. I mean, really, the pastor is as leading this church. He doesn't care about the kids. He cares about the adults, you know, and and it felt like I was neglected. I, I didn't want to go back there, you know. I was forced to by my mom or dad um, a couple of times more, but that I think they finally understood. Like, okay, they really don't want to go. Um, and just hearing his his testimony, not his testimony, his preaching and stuff, even from a young age, I had a feeling something was off about it. Um, and lo and behold, a few years later, as I grew up in the faith, I, I feel, finally understood like this man was preaching prosperity and he was telling people to donate, you know, give money, give your money, give your money um, and we'll, we'll do great things. I have yet to understand what they do for the community. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did for for the chit for the kids and the, um, the even the adults like like groups and stuff like that. So. For me, I, I like going into going into churches. I understand when people um, when people say I don't like going to church because, um, especially when they start talking about money. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a touchy subject, touchy subject because most of these pastors are making their money. Like you see, Creflo Dollar asking for that jet, <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's a it's a touchy subject for a lot. But also like the neglected kids in the ki- in the kids ministry. Um, which is huge because they're the next generation. Like that's that's cream of the crop right there. You know, you have you have an opportunity to mold and shape these kids in Christ. So that's my that's like one of mine. Um, there's a couple couple others, but that's like the most prominent one um, in my life. Um, yeah, you guys you guys got got something? Um, <coughs> <laughs> um, I so I won't say that I was um that i experienced church hurt personally but i know very close people who have experienced church hurt from the same church like we were a part of and it's very interesting to me because eventually so like the church i was a part of eventually closed down and um I guess a lot of people took it well it affect people differently um because our church family we were like like we had we, we like at our church we'll say ride or die like that's because oh, that's yeah because yeah, that's how we that's how we were like we was we were real close everybody there and um when the church closed it was just like a shock to everyone, you know. Everyone was like, "What? Like, why is this happening?" And you know, all of that. And me personally, I it really didn't affect me like that because, or at least not in that moment, because I was like, you know what? If God wanted this, then it is what it is, you know. I ain't about to argue with God. It just ain't no point, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's how I took it. 
um, for a while. And then, you know, eventually years went by and a lot of people were just acting out of anger. They were just like angry about it. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, calm down. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Just just how I took it. You know, everyone was like, why are you not upset? You should be upset. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, I just I don't know what to I can't. It's just I don't know. I'm sorry. You know. And it was really amazing how um, how people would just, like, come to me, call me, like, or call me and was just like, you know, this happened. Did you know that this happened at the church? Did you know that this happened? And I was like, oh. So now I see why people are upset. You know, now I understand. And as I got older, I will be honest, I did eventually get upset about it. But I never, like, questioned, like, the pastors or, like, why did you do this? Like, other people were doing. Like, people would come to their house and be like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? Me, I was just like, I'm going to respect you. It is what it is. You know, that was between you and God. I ain't about to come between that, you know. Yeah. Um. But what I, because I, like, covered, when we grew up in church, my, our, my, my childhood friends, we, like, grew up in church together. And we were all together one time. And everyone was just, like I said, still upset, still angry about it. And me, I let it go. <laughs> it was just like, let it go. I mean, that's the past now, you know. And they were just still upset. And so I told them, I said, well, are you mad at God? Or are you mad at the pastor? And they were like, both. I said, well, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why both? You know, and they were just like, well, because, you know, it, all, it happened so unexpectedly, unexpectedly. And, you know, it didn't have to be that way. I said, OK, well, remember, pastor said that God told him to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So really, are you mad at the pastor still or are you because it's not like you mad at God, you know, because mm-hmm. you now y'all know we supposed to be obedient to God. It's just, y'all know this, you know. Yeah. And they were like, well, I still don't understand. I said, well, that's something that you need to have. That's the talk you need to have with God, you know. Yeah. Quit being mad at the pastor, you know, about, you know, the closing of the church and when it wasn't his choice. I mean, I mean, he made the decision, but it's because God told him to, you know. Yeah. And basically, really was just, really came down to who who's anger, like, making sure who to, who to direct your anger upon. Mm-hmm. And also, you had to apologize, mm-hmm. you know? Because there was times when, I'm telling you, we would have, like, a get-together, you know, church fam, have get-together and whatever, and so so you still going to open the church back up? Church still closed? Like, what's up? And that's, like, for real? Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. ain't that ain't what that's about. And then, you know, later on, they can't, can't come to find out that that it really wasn't God who told them to close down the church. Really, it was just a personal decision. Mm-hmm. And that kind of affected me because I'm like, I was defending you the whole time. I couldn't mm-hmm. find out, you know, you know, but, you know, I let it go. Yeah. It's the past. Yeah. I don't hold on to stuff like but, that. But it's crazy because that, that's the interesting thing that even from a younger age, you look, you could look back and get still get angry at something yes you know and most of these people like i look at i look at that at my um church heard that particular one i spoke of and i could look back and say oh man i didn't understand it then but i understand it now Mm -hmm. like i didn't get it and now i now i get it like there's a clarity and there's more anger that it's like almost like a oh some people say they haven't processed it right yeah um and people get further upset with the church and subsequently with God. Yes. Because the God, I mean, because the church is a representation of God. Yeah. And and even the pastor is a representat- representative of God. Yes. So so I think it's interesting how even from, a, from way back when, people could look back and be like, dang, 
I'm still upset. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or or I'm more upset because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what was going on. But yeah. now I got a full a better picture or and now I'm more upset. Yes. That's and crazy. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, to this day, you know, we still talk about it. Like, oh, remember back in the day when church remember? Like, mm-hmm. we talk about the memories and stuff. But, like, there are times where we do talk about it and it gets quiet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people are like, yeah. And it gets real awkward. I'm like, okay, well, so, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just trying to keep, because, you know, people, just they still stuck yeah. on that. Me, I've moved on. I'm not affected by that no more. But that's where that forgiveness comes in, too. Yeah. You know, that is I'm telling you, that forgiveness, that's real stuff, you know. Yeah. And I mean what church been closed for what? I wanna say eight, ten years now, I yeah. wanna say. Um people still stuck. And I mean, and I understand that because our church was the bomb. Ain't gonna front. We had fun. You know, we did I mean that was that was that was family for real, you oh, know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um it is what it is. <laughs> it's the past. You gotta let it go. You know, yeah. and that's that's what people have to work on. Letting stuff go. So. I think I think it's because because of that family uh, element, mm-hmm. it's it's tough for you for somebody to say, oh yeah, like oh no, I'm I'm good with that. And, you know, it happened. Whatever happened, happened, and we're gonna move on. Like no, mm-hmm. I invested time, money, energy. You know, I I. Some people who really volunteer and or or even work for the church, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. They they they're ministering to people, getting close to people. Like church is, church is an an intimate intimacy. There's a certain intimacy in a church, and for that just to go up in smokes, is beyond me. Like that's that's like losing your best friend, mm-hmm. losing a family member. Yeah, you know. And now people feel lost. It's it's almost as if a shepherd is telling their sheep, "Yeah, um, so I'm done, and I don't, I don't know what y'all gonna do with y'all selves, but uh, I guess find some grass to eat, <laughs> you know, y'all free." And releases them, and they're just wandering around. They're lost, mm-hmm. you know. They they don't know, they don't have anybody to lead them. And and as a part of the conversation that we we're having yesterday is that we are just humans in general are naturally, uh desiring leadership uh, we f- we desire to follow somebody and there's always a power dynamic with um in between two people there's always a power dynamic um and here we are with no with no shepherd no leader and we're we're told to fend for ourselves mm-hmm. so of course i'm gonna be mad at that of course i am be like i don't know if i want to I don't want to. Oh, no, I don't know if I want to do this again. It's you know what it's like, man. I know this is a bad show, but it it hurt me. It hurt me. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I know it's a bad show, but it was a good show. Yes. It was good. Yes, it, it was, was like ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they want to quickly pull the rug out and be like, "All right, we done." I was like, what type of ending is that? Mm-hmm. And now they got this new show, the Targaryens or, or the, the House of the Dragons. House of the Dragons, yeah. And I ain't going to watch that. You, you th- I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm watching <laughs> it. It's, it's a good show. That's a good show. It's, I'm watching it. Oh, man. No, because I'm going to wait until it finishes because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm hurt. Cause, cause, but, but it's just like I'm, I'm going to have to invest in another church, in another family, in another establishment. You know, that's tough. Yeah. So – yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just generally, especially, and and this is going into your to your next topic, um, why the church is so sensitive about talking about sex, mm-hmm. and why is it being looked at in a negative way? Mm-hmm. I mean, we see time and time again, um, how these pastors and and clergymen in general, um, if you want to include the Catholic Church, sex is huge taboo, massive. And here we are. Uh, we have to navigate that, especially with a with a as a church. When when I'm one of our pastors has committed such an act, mm-hmm. talk about church hurt, man. And God forbid you're one of those one of the uh, victims. You yeah. know what? What are you gonna do? Well, how who are you gonna talk to? Like, how do you how are you gonna feel about getting included into another church? Mm. That's tough. Um, 
just sex in general is a, is a tough topic because it sex is a vulnerability yeah you know and and just being here on moody is 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 it's weird because <laughs> <laughs> this first thesis or at least like i'm 26 so um it's talking to these 18 year olds who you know or what what are you looking at me like I'm that for like <laughs> not 18 yeah you're not 18 <laughs> Um, but talking to these eighteen year olds and stuff and seeing their just perspective on it, it's just like so like, man, you gotta grow up, man. Mm. You know, and I can't even say what I wanna say because it's gonna put you in a place that, you know, like I can't I can't say, share my testimony because it's gonna put you in a place. You know, like 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 there's like oversensitivity about it. Um and I could only think about um and this is again mixing the two topics, um, the Mars Hill broadcast, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Oh uh, man, crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, and like just the sexual things that would go on mm-hmm. in that church mm-hmm. that le- led women to leave the church because he, the way um, what's his name, Mark. Um, he the way he was preaching is just like women are there to please the man, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So when it comes to sex, it's they, there's a dynamic mm-hmm. because God has a has a power dy- power structure, or just just really just a structure of of a uh, relationship between man and woman, mm-hmm. you know. So it's going to be tough because it's just like we have such bad theology on sex that leads to people being hurt that leads to people leaving the church mm-hmm. right what do you got to say Maya as a woman mm-hmm. how ha- have you had that sort of experience where um, you've heard about maybe or you've witnessed or maybe you've just just you're listening. You listening to the Mars Hill broadcast? How would that? How does that make you feel, in terms of, um, s- just sex in the church, or or just church hurt in general? Yeah. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I think yesterday. Um, how one of the reasons I left my home church, um, was for a lot of name calling and. Uh, specifically coming from the pastor himself like he you know always had a comment to say of how I was looking you know for church or I'm like oh you've you know a few pounds you know these couple of weeks you should probably go work out and um and so a lot of the times it would be like okay you know it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke and but then after a while you know it gets it gets frustrating and you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this no more, you know? And then you start losing your heart for church and, and I, I participated in worship. And so, um, losing that heart for worship and singing, but not actually singing to the Lord. It's just like, it's very empty and like, I don't know, it's not really filling. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I left my church, but, um, it's interesting because it's, it's so true. Like, the the sex aspect of a lot of things is carried through a lot and I I was raised Catholic and so um for a while though um the news was so heavy on all those like priests that were you know having all of these like sexual contacts um put on them you know for like all those rapes on the young boys or all the altar kids that um participated in church and um so for a long time I was just like oh man God is evil, you know, you know, like, mm. like, um, God is evil because he allows all these men to, um, have so much power over the people that don't have any power whatsoever. Um, and so, um, but I really latched on to like, um, wasn't it Ruth? No, Esther, Esther, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, cause she's such a powerful, um, 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 disciple that is being used um at least to to free um her people and yeah so 
we get a lot of example of men along in the Bible, but um, I think she's a really good example of how the Lord can use her. Um, so I don't know, but I guess that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Esther dynamic is 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 definitely interesting because we see God use a woman uh, to as an instrument to save the people of Israel. Um, I mean that that is just unfounded. I mean she was she was prepared to die. Yeah. She said, "I'm y'all y'all pray for me because if he doesn't extend his scepter, you ain't seeing me no more." Yeah. I'm gone. That's crazy. And that that amount of faith to to put herself in the the good great well. Yeah, I guess the graces of the king and and for him to for God to move his heart to for him to show favor upon her is is crazy yeah I think another good example is Abigail how she knew her husband was foolish um and he wasn't going to give David any of like um food or you know for his soldiers who were there resting on land and um but she she doesn't want war on her land and mm-hmm. and so she makes all of this food and takes it to david and um you know basically she's like forgive my foolish husband and um but yeah and the, how the lord used her and you know obviously her husband dies and david takes her <laughs> but um yeah i just think it's like how they trust the lord and faithfully uh do those things knowing that there can be repercussions yeah. you know knowing that um something can happen and so in the patriarchal society that they live in mm-hmm. um that and and the idea is that like again we we have such bad theology um over uh about sex and and the um relationship the dynamic between husband and wife in the in the home that dynamic it's huge um so we have this thing called complementarianism and um what's the other one um egalitarian um complementarian is where the the husband is the power you know the power the authority um the head of the woman and above him is the head of Christ and then you have for the egalitarian is that we're both equal we both you know and i i was actually doing an assignment on that um this past uh, probably a probably a month ago at this point now, um, but it's just egalitarianism. We're tr- we're supposed to write a write a biblical explanation uh, on it, biblical support, show biblical support of egalitarianism, and it was really tough because, like, I mean, I I would like to think I would be a a fair husband, <laughs> right? You know, like I I wanna I wanna be equal to my wife because I I mean like a lot of the times man the wife the the girl is a lot smarter than the dude <laughs> thinks things through thinks things through um makes things happen uh just just a, a movement a, a huge force behind a driving force behind the man uh they say behind every great man is a great woman right mm-hmm. um I truly believe that and that's why I would feel like okay well I would be equal to to my wife um but i just don't it just it just doesn't make sense biblically you know so so but i'm like it's tough for me to feel like i'm i'm to be ahead of a woman right so if i'm supposed to be ahead of the woman and um how am i supposed to treat her in terms of power you know in terms of authority you know and and uh, here at Moody, we have a lot of um, faculty that are married, and they just show, um, especially in the in the classroom. Not, a, I shouldn't say especially, but uh, they do sometimes allow us a glimpse in their life, and they talk about it. Um, they don't talk about maybe sex and the the specifics of, uh, you know, yeah, those specifics. But they talk about, okay, here, here's what it is. You know, if we, if we look biblically. This is what it looks like for for a husband to love his wife, just like Jesus loves the church and how he died for the church. 
you look at all of the gospels and you see Jesus's ministry and you see like, oh, wow. That's the way I should love my wife. That's crazy. That's that's huge because he was he was selfless with, you know, constantly giving of himself, you know, and and yes, having times of, of rest and um, um, I w- what would we say quiet time, right, where he would retreat and go into the forest or the, the wilderness for a little bit just to pray. That's that's the dynamic. Um, and I, I'm, we have the privilege of being able to be with these people who, who love their wives well and their wives love them well in a more, uh, complementarian way instead of an egalitarian way, which is kind of, kind of cool to me. Yeah. Um, but relative to sex in the church, man, like, um, you know, cause I feel like we got off on a rabbit trail. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was my fault. No, that's all right. It's all right. The... The huge, the huge, I guess, structure behind that, um, I would say, is just how we viewed sex for m- many years. Or like, I mean, going into the dark ages and stuff, um, it's it's always been taboo. I mean, adultery has always been something of like a hush hush. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep this on the low, um, and if it happens. For a guy, it's easier for them to get away than for a woman. And then she's a um, a wench, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, a prostitute, an adulteress. Mm-hmm. But you seldom do you see a man get labeled an adulterer, right? Um, or a prostitute, a male prostitute, right? Um, yeah, and and I think because of that, that that stigma, it's it was hard. For it to change, especially especially in the '60s when man everybody was snitching on everybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like everybody is like, oh man, have you heard blah so and so so and so? Um, so nobody wants to get outed as as an adulteress or, or or say anything sexual related because they think there's implications behind that. Oh, you're loose. Oh, I mean, layman, you probably know that. Like uh, like the old old heads in the in the church, those old ladies. Oh man. They they say some crap, like some serious crap, and it, and it's just like, wh- what? The church mothers. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. And and we, oh bless your heart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you heard Susie Ann? Oh bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw her with that man. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Nothing going on, but mm-hmm. they they make something go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, yeah. so nobody wants to be seen in that way. And then for the pastor to be to be in that light or, or saying something, that, that insinuates, wait, okay, how I know sex to be a hush-hush thing and the pastor, okay, maybe there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So the pastor ain't going to say nothing. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not going to try to, it, even if he does have a, a, a lapse of judgment and, and falls into sin or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, let's just say, let's just say it was pure and not, I shouldn't say pure, but it, it was really accidental. Like he sent a text message that he shouldn't send or something like that. Um, what they're not going, he's not going to admit that because he knows his position and he knows his authority. And that sin just sits there and ferments unsaid, unspoken, un, um, um, confessed. And then it gets, the text message turns into an actual act. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as they say, there's a thousand steps to, um, to a sin. Mm-hmm. That a thousand decisions that you made before you actually committed the biggest one, mm-hmm. the line that you thought you'd never cross. Mm-hmm. You got some? Well, on the topic of um, adulting, uh, like committing adultery, um, I remembered my... Uh, Bible intro class with Dr. Sauer. He no longer teaches here uh, at Moody. Um, it was his last semester uh, last year um, teaching. And he shared actually a testimony of his where when he lived in England and he was doing his master's um, there and he was with his wife and his, I think he had his two sons by then. Um, and he was helping in the church. And there is this... Um, uh, 
woman that helped around the church as well and he got really close to her and she was actually the pastor's wife um and he's married and she's married and he began to have feelings for her and um she kissed him one day after service because um, she also had the same feelings for him and uh, he pushed her away uh, but not he's like not harshly but I pushed her away um, and he's like and I was ashamed because I let my desire and he's like I never did anything he's like I never did anything else but my I still loved her and he's like I wanted her and um, and I had a wife um, and 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 children with my wife and I wanted my pastor's wife um, and I think for him it was the hardest thing to like sit and ponder with and he just felt disgusted with himself and as he continued to share he just said that one day he woke up he's like I wake up early he literally did <laughs> he would be at school like by five by, by five in the morning and but he was already up by like two hours because he had his qt times <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> his quiet times um and so he woke up really early that that day in england and he was sitting in like um his i think he said his living room his wife came in um and his wife is like what's wrong and he's like i've i've cheated on you um he's like not physically um, he's like, though, I did kiss her. Um, have I cheated on you? Um, like, you know, because I, I, I've loved someone else. And um, his wife, of course, upset, but prayed with him. Like, she grabbed him and yes. she started to pray with him. And she's like, I love you. And I know that the Lord brought us together. And um, and so we're going to get through this and we're going to trust the Lord and we're going to push through. And. I know that uh, a few months passed and he had to finish taking some um, exams. So he had sent his wife back to America. Um, he only was going to stay like two weeks um, to finalize the moving papers and, and to move back to America. Um, and so he was staying with one of the church folk um, um, from church. And um, she, the pastor's wife, would try to, like, you know, get into the house and was like you know wanting to see um uh, see him and he would either go hide in the the school's library for like long hours and never be at the house or um would take long walks and try to avoid her because he knew he still had feelings for her and he would allow those desires to you know um you know take over if he did end up seeing her and he ended up writing a letter to the pastor and telling him um, how, what happened and how His he wife felt is trifling. <laughs> yeah. And he, he wrote a letter and, um, he told that he had let his wife know and, um, and he was sorry if that had affected anything in, in his life or that was gonna, going to affect anything. That's um, cool. but yeah. And Dr. Sauer was really open about a lot. Like, I don't think I really remember much of like the curricular, but <laughs> I remember a lot of his like personal, uh, teachings like he really was passionate about teaching and he wanted us to know that um he's like this is more important like if you know all of this and I still have all my notes from that class <laughs> I don't know if you saw me trying to get all my notes out yeah um because like he has all of this set up and he's like uh you know how to stay sexually pure um for you know before wedding and how to um like helpful hints to uncontrolling your sexual desires and how to uh, fight the good fight, and, you know. So he just like he wanted us to be prepared, you know, for for that. And so I just was really grateful for him to allow us into that um, and to see a different like aspect of it, you know. Because a lot of the times we hear, oh, he's you know cheating because she was wearing something, or you know, or he's cheating because he don't actually love his wife and he loved his wife and. Um, you know, and he's like, she was covered up and he's like, I still just, you know, she was attractive and, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of, um, yeah, clarity, um, what do you call it? Transparency is huge. It's huge. And it's those little nuggets that help us as kids, well, young adults coming up and coming, trying to find a wife and trying to just be, be sexually pure, be above reproach. And like we're being robbed, mm-hmm. 
we're being robbed from these types of nuggets of people who who do struggle um with issues uh like you know like yes this is that's part of your testimony yes but like tell me like i mean it's not because i want the tea i i want to know because i might be going through something like i have a girlfriend and and i'm i like another girl what do i do in that in that situation yeah you know what's right what's wrong and 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 because sex is so oh i mean you don't even it doesn't have to be a sexual relationship this has to be a relationship Mm -hmm. an intimate relationship and Mm -hmm. and you just don't know how to act yeah because nobody talks about it in the church i think that's it's a very important i um it's it's a taboo at this point now and in in our culture today to talk about sex like it's like oh don't you know don't talk about that like oh it's it's, Mm -hmm. um but i feel like we forget that god created sex you know and and it's and it's beautiful and um just like in the beginning he created it and he said it was good you Mm -hmm. know and then sin came in and then it became a a sense of desire um and so um now i feel like today we see it more as like in a sinful point of view because a lot of people like i I know a lot of people here on campus that have opened up um that have struggled with like sexual sin you know and then um and so but they don't say it enough you know and and i'm not trying to like out anyone it's just like they say it in a in a closed setting and i'm just like why don't you share this like what if someone needs to hear that you know like um and so but yeah it's just very closed off it's very personal and i understand um you know where where they can be feeling like that but yeah it's that vulnerability mm-hmm. nobody likes to be vulnerable and i'm learning that i don't like to be vulnerable <laughs> i don't like it and but god calls us to be vulnerable because where we're vulnerable he is strong yeah. where we're weak he is strong you got something on your mind, Layman? No, I was just agreeing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard because I'm, I'm always, always have my guard up. I just do, and I'm trying so hard. I even told my mom about this. I was like, "Ma, I was like, why do I keep doing this?" And she just started laughing because mm-hmm. she the same way, mm-hmm. you know. So she understood, and she was just saying how she had to learn the hard way too you know that you know even like when you're having your guard up that's you can also be pushing you can push people away oh yes when, oh yeah when doing that oh my god and she told me that and i was like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah because it is true we you know that that i i've this happened you know and here coming to moody i'm trying not to let that happen and it's a mission it's a mission. Yes, it's it's a mission, and I've already I already told my mom like she laughed at this too. I was like I've been failing all the tests, I've been failing them, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> you know. And she just laughing because she the same way, yeah. you know. And yeah. she just knows where I'm coming from, and um, I'm just trying to like like coming here. I'm trying to you know hi how are you doing and just simple stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, try to be the first one to say something. Oh, what's your name? You know, because yeah. normally I'm just like, all right, <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> leave me so alone. True. Like, yeah. why do you want to know me? Like, leave me alone. Yeah. And I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to be that way. You know, and I, I just, it's, it's very hard. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's easy because you know I'm a people person, and it's like, okay, you know, good for you, yeah, <laughs> good for you, good for you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you clearly because I'm the one struggling with yeah, it, you know. Yeah. So, but yes, it's very hard, and um, I know I do. Um, sometimes I do go to that those prayer rooms downstairs, and you know, I just be like, God, you already know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You already know what's oh, up. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> you know what I'm going through. Just, just, just do something. Help me, man. <laughs> Straight up, Don't for real. Because I'm just like, man, I could say one thing. And it's like, oh, oh, I'm hurt, or my feelings is hurt, and it's like, oh, now I gotta, now I gotta clean up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, Lord, don't let it come to that, you know. And um, I, it's, I'll be honest, it is helping. It is, you know, it's, I, I have seen a change, you know, in that, um, and I'm also 
even like with like ministering to other people, you know, that's also been something that I um I wouldn't say I wanna say well yeah, I also struggle with that too, you know, because that flesh is like, no, I'm tired. I'm about to go to bed, you know. It's, yeah. it's like I don't feel like having a conversation with you, you know. But then, like, you know, God, like, no, go over there, you know, do that. Yeah. Like, no, you know. It's <laughs> like, no. But I want to sleep. Yeah, you know, I want to sleep. I want to eat. Yeah. You know, I want to, you know. But yeah. it's always a good outcome once I obey. So yeah. I always, I try to keep that in mind that once you do obey you get rewarded for it mm-hmm. and i always love rewards so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's a good it's a great thing so yes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so but as we as we wrap up here i want to ask you guys uh to the people who are listening who are dealing with church hurt um dealing with something sexual that they don't want to say in church what would you say to them what would, what would be like a little nugget of advice and take take your time try to figure that out because for me what I would say to to the person who's dealing with church hurt the best thing you could do is to not take the sins of the church and heap it upon the Lord yeah best thing you could do because you're not mad with God you're mad with the church and and that's that's an important distinction that has to be made. I'm mad with the church, not with God. And I pray for the church. I pray for healing from whatever happened. And Lord, you are my sustainer. Lord, you are my redeemer. Lord, all, you are my strength and my endurance. And I, my faith has been rocked. I've been reeled. But you will keep me on your firm foundation. Um, that is my biggest thing. Um, and to the man dealing with sexual sin, or when I say the man, I mean man and woman, please, 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 please find somebody to talk to. Yeah. Find somebody to talk to. Um, I pray that could be a pastor, but if it's not a pastor, it's all right. Find a, a mom, dad, best friend, somebody to talk to to help you through it a man of god a woman of god um prefer well mainly of the same sex i don't i don't think it's really appropriate to talk to somebody opposite of the opposite sex and if you even if you're not dealing with anything sexual but you just want to know stories like hey like i i'm i want to be prepared for marriage i want to um be prepared for my um for my girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever um just go to an elder. Go to somebody who's older and, and um, or, or uh, preferably a, a mentor and ask them. It's like, hey, have you dealt with these situations? Have you been confronted with sexual sin? Or, And, you know, just ask for some sort of transparency because those stories is what you're going to remember. Um, I remember my mentor giving me, you know, a little big bit of nugget mm-hmm. nuggets. Um, and that's the stuff I remember. I'm like, man, he was talking about that. Thousand steps. That's that came from my uh from my pastor. Thousand yeah. steps to sin. I was like, wow, that's that's big. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. Y'all got one. I think you said it well. Um, someone who's dealing with church hurt. I think I would also just say, um, yeah, don't don't put it all on on God. Um, he. Um, allows us to go through trials at times and some and he knows that we can handle it um and so um though it's a hard season um i know um, that will pass as well and and to continue to trust the lord um with it and also just seeking out people that that you know who are willing to listen and um you know that that's also important to talk about don't continue to um hold bottled up those feelings um because then that leads to more destruction later on along the way um because you carry it around so so far go ahead man say your truth man okay (laughs) (laughs) um um what i will say to someone who is dealing with church hurt um so um so for like for me um 
we when the church closed, we had a hard time finding a church to go to. And we would go to churches, and we was like, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not the same, and we just weren't feeling it. It's because we're just so used to our church, you know. Um, But then we, and th- but for like for a while, we eventually was like, you know what? Especially like me and my mother. It was like, you know what? We can basically not have church at home, but we can have God meet us where we're at at home. Yeah, yep. Um, Like we basically would just have worship, you know, and just, you know, just talk to God and then pray together, you know. And it was really awesome, you know. It was it was really amazing. Instead of, like, going church hunting and or just being angry, it just, you know, we decided to give God the glory at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be, like, every Sunday, but then it started to be during the week as well, you know. Yeah. So what I would say to people who are dealing with church hurt, you know, First of all, find a way to have, receive healing, you know, yeah. through God. That's big. Find find that, because um, I think of it like this, you know, you get a cut, you know, you start bleeding and stuff, you know, but then you ain't put no alcohol on it, so now it's infected. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because you waited so long. Um, instead of putting that alcohol on it right away, yeah. you know. And then you're still getting infected more and more. Now you gotta get your your let's say your arm chopped off. Mm-hmm. You know, because you just waited so long. And that's like with in real life in this situation. You wait you was been hurt so long with church hurt, you know, now that anger is spreading, you know, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And then you just cut yourself off from everybody. Yeah. You just you just cut yourself. And some people don't even but like some people at our church mm-hmm. did that happened to them. And then it came to a point where they cut themselves off from us and it cut themselves off from God. Now mm-hmm. they now they now they with the witchcraft now. Ooh. You know, now they down they don't even believe in God no more, mm-hmm. you know. They believe in another power, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's a dangerous game. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. that's really that's dangerous. that's no. So I would say just get your healing as soon as possible. Um, spend time with God, go in that prayer closet, do what you have to do because that that church hurt. It may be a little, you know, it may not be as deep as people may think it is. It's a huge deal like i said people we know who went to our church who was dealing with that church hurt yeah turn to other stuff that darks that darkness and now it's like it's almost like they're brainwashed mm. they didn't forgot everything they have you know taught you know that was taught to them you know during the church when in church so yeah i would just say find help as soon as possible and then for someone who is dealing with sexual sin um same thing you know find help as soon as possible you know prayer is an excellent tool but also therapy therapy there's nothing wrong let me tell you something okay because i've been in therapy for two years right and you know everyone was like what you went to therapy what you went what you know and it's like shut up you know because i took upon myself to get help so how about you be proud of that happy about that for me instead of judging me you know i think it's a thing also especially in minorities oh yeah oh yeah it's like therapy yeah seriously like don't even say that word yeah <laughs> you go it's gonna be a, don't even say it yeah. <laughs> you know and that shouldn't be yeah that shouldn't be you know you know our thing you know especially like in the black community instead of getting therapy get you some jesus yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. get you some Jesus, and then after I get some hot water cornbread or something, you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how it was. But it's like, no. that I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But that's not going to always work, you know? Yeah. And so therapy, I feel like, is a huge, it's a huge thing, you know, especially with sexual sin. You know, prayer is great. That's excellent. But therapy is also another thing because, like you said, talk to someone. Yeah. yeah. You know, and some people may not even want to talk to a family member. 
Yeah. So talk to anybody though, but make sure it's someone you trust though. Yeah. yeah. Someone can use it mm. and like turn it, you know, and tell somebody else and oh, turn yeah. it against you. Yeah. Yes. You gotta be you gotta be wise. Be wise about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. And in the words of Miguel, Christianity isn't just a religion, it's a relationship God chose to establish with his